JV. What is up, brother? Man, I'm just saying, bro, like, the Super Bowl was last night, mm-hmm. and I know you were up to 11 o'clock watching it. Yeah, well, I watched all of it. Yeah, man. Um, I did not. What was your favorite part? I didn't part? watch any of it. Oh, okay. I didn't watch any. The only thing I saw were the clips afterwards. All the Super Bowls, yeah. commercials and stuff. And then I did not watch anything but the basically the ads. <laughs> okay. Did you was there a good ad that you enjoyed? Me. Yeah, they were they're not like they used to be, you know what I mean? Used to be uh just uh, a lot of things you you enjoyed and it was like the commercials were so extravagant. It was just uh you didn't know what you were watching and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, it's a Dorito ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There was one for uh Blue Moon, that was really dope. Okay. Basically had Coors Light and Miller Light fighting the entire, like, 28, 29 seconds of the 30-second trailer. I mean, commercial. Okay. And then... Like two cans or two bottles? Two people holding each can. Oh. And they were kind of, like, saying which one's better. Oh. There were some fisticuffs. Okay. I don't think okay. any punches were landed. But then... Uh, Somebody in the background was like, it's not a Coors Light or a Miller Light commercial. And they were like, who is it? And it was a Blue Moon commercial. We were all like, oh, that was actually pretty okay. tight. That was actually pretty tight. And it's like, the, it was a Blue Moon commercial. It was like the last second. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, boom. <laughs> well, swag. That's one way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, congrats to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, right? Uh, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, for all you great people who watched it, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, for all you Eagles fans, where's <laughs> the? Uh, wasn't that city like already rioting before the game started? <laughs> city has been rioting for three weeks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was seeing uh, clips of like people turning over cars and stuff, and it wasn't even like it was like. 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's like my man does it on his way to work, yeah. right? <laughs> on his way to the yeah. financial di- district yeah. of Philadelphia. He was flipping over cars. Flipping Goodness. over cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you enjoy the game? Was it a good time? Yeah. It was a high-scoring game, surprisingly. Okay. Uh, kind of a shootout, which was which was good. Yeah, exciting. Uh, yeah. A excitement. Yeah, not boring. You know, the yeah, opposite yeah. of exciting. Yes. Yeah. I can, uh, you know, obviously describe football stuff. All know? right. Because I'm, I'm a football guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Unless my Giants are in it or the Panthers because we live in this city. So, no, so you don't have care. a very specific favorite play that they did? Um, Is it the one where they threw it and made a touchdown? Actually not. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes um, scrambled for like eighteen yards. Yeah, running plays are so much more fun. Uh, yeah, he, and he like he was about to get sacked, <laughs> and he like magicianed his way out of it. Right. I was, right. I was like, that looked like a young Clyde. Oh, okay. twenty years ago. Okay. Yeah, I never was that fast. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for Fast X, Air, The Last of Us on HBO Max, and our Movie of the Week, Knock at the Cabin. 
All right, team. We're going to check out these trailers. Uh, you can check out our full reactions on our YouTube page. All right. Maybe our social medias it might pop up as well. Who knows? Who knows, guys? Uh-oh. Who knows? Uh-oh. Um, well, then. Guys, uh, Dom Toretto and his family are targeted by the vengeful son of a drug kingpin, Hernan Reyes. Um... All right. Yeah, a lot, a lot just happened. The last ride, Fast X. Here we go. Uh, there are a lot of faces in this one. So many faces. Uh, ooh, Charlize Theron is also credited in this one. I didn't see her in the trailer. Did you? She was there at the end. She was fighting Letty with a super kick. No, that was Charlize Theron. I thought that was Charlie uh, Larson. Nope. Okay, I'm mistaken. She was moving fast. She, I mean, they both were moving really All fast. Right. Yeah. Um. Alan Richson is credited in here as well. I saw him for one second. He My- was like on the bridge shooting. I saw him mm. for one quick second. Michael Rooker. Yeah, that's a. Uh, there's some intense stuff going on in this one. But we get our new villain, right? Um, Got to get our new new villain. Jason Momoa as Dante. He is apparently he he was he's been in the movies the whole time. We had no clue. That's since that was uh, Fast and Furious Six, right? Five, five, five is when they did the the bank thing. Yeah. So he's been in the background planning this for five, five movies. movies. <laughs> Ooh, his, his, uh, his board with the red strings on it is just crazy right now. Kid's about to go to college, yeah. and he's like, all right, I figured it out. Damn it, I figured it out. Uh, what What do you What do you think in here, man? I mean, it was a, it's a lot to take in from that trailer, a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we're just... We're gearing up for this one. That's going to be a mix of everything that's led up to this point. I mean, we're going to see some uh, some drag racing, apparently, which we haven't seen drag racing in a minute. <laughs> I mean, that's how you solve it, though. Yeah, so you, you right. solve yeah. this dilemma right yeah. here. We're just going to drag race, and loser yeah. has to like leave the mountain forever. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you just keep driving, and you don't look back. You just leave. <laughs> It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, just a lot, man. Just a lot to uh, to unpack there. What about you? Anything specific pop out to you? It's Fast and Furious movie, bro. There's going to be explosions. Be- Tyrese is going to say some stupid shit. <laughs> um, Vin Diesel is going to groan family about a million times. Yeah, Jason Momoa is going to be Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is going to probably be a badass villain. Like, I'm actually... <laughs> Gonna be cool. If anybody can uh hopefully break away from the last few movies we've seen, hopefully it's him. Because like I here's the thing, like Jason Statham was a dope villain. Yeah. Um where he actually seemed like a threat. Right. Everybody else is just like, how do we work around this this guy, this yeah. person? Not even like Cypher, Charlie Starren's character. It's like, uh, we'll figure something out. Yeah, and you're throwing a submarine at us, but you know what? We drive cars, yeah, it, you know what I mean? Is. Whatever. Yeah. We drive cars really fast. Yeah, on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, yeah, I, I hope he's uh, he's pretty. Awesome. I mean, he can play a lot of different things. He's got a style and uh, uh, a way of kind of delivering lines that easily make you like him or hate him. I just, easily. Yeah, just don't make it be campy, right? Yeah. Because there was parts of, like, Aquaman that were, like, campy. Yeah. But, like, it worked for that. Right. I hope right, he right. doesn't, like, he doesn't go back to his, like, uh, bag of tools and picks that, th- those, like, campy lines out and uses it here, man. Like, well, I mean, Jason Statham was dope because he played it straight. Yeah. Played a straight-laced villain that was like, okay. Yeah, some of that's just Fast and the Furious franchise, though. That's what sucks about, like, take, like, so you had, like, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Which was nothing but that, that whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was really, I mean, there was some fun fight scenes, but it was really just uh, Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. But the villain, just, Idris Elba, played it straight, though. That's Idris Elba. Yeah, you're right. That's Idris Elba, come on. Black Idris Jesus Idris. right there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as a villain, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, this trailer was just all explosions. It wasn't a whole lot of yeah. dialogue other than Vin Diesel's groaning. Suddenly like barbecue every day together? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, isn't that like a Sunday thing? People just show it up at his house on Sunday. <laughs> they know where they're going to be at. <laughs> So you, need, you need Toretto? I can't get a hold of my phone. Just show up Sunday. He'll be there. He'll be at the oh, table. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... Uh, are, are you ready for the ride to end, man? I guess that's the real question. <clears throat> for it to end? Yeah. You know, we kind of we kind of talk about this like every time there's a new one of these movies where it's like, the last one, man. The last one. It's, uh, what can we do next? And I'm always curious what's going to happen next. If this is the last one, cool. They as say Fast they, X is it, yo. So you know, Everybody's got to, they've been doing this for a while. Everybody needs to move on to some other stuff, I assume. But as far as the last one, man, if it's the last one, hopefully it goes out great. If it's not the last one, I'm going to be like, what are they going to do next? And I'm going to watch it. Somebody's got to go die, man. It. Somebody's got to die, man. Like, you got to, like, the stakes are just always super. With the space, Clyde. <laughs> with the space. Shit. Ain't nobody dying if we're with the space. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, the stakes just got, like, I don't know, man. It's the, the, the yeah. last one. Kill Tyrese. He's the worst character anyway. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, <laughs> nobody really likes him. He's And then, like, he played this whole, he basically was, like, meta the entire last movie and was just, like, what if we are superheroes? We get out of crap all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, for an hour and a half, he did that. And it was like, all right, dude, whatever, whatever, whatever. So and He came back from space. So, I mean, what do you say? <laughs> He's back. Yeah, good point. All right, team. So, we're going to throw Fast X on our socials. Uh, let us know if you're excited for this one. Are you ready for the last ride? Um, who are you going to go see this with? Family? Hey, uh, see what I did there. Hmm. All right, team. Uh, Air, courting a legend, follows the history of a shoe salesman, Sonny Vaccaro, and how he led Nike in the pursuit of the greatest athlete in the history of basketball, Michael Jordan. Let's talk about just the stellar lineup first. 
written, uh, wait, excuse me, directed by Ben Affleck, starring him as well. Um, Viola Davis, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Chris Messina, Chris Tucker, Marlon Wayans, um, just a host of other people as well, man. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be a fun watch right right here. Yeah, I love the the thought of the kind of offset story of something that has to do with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like, we'll probably never see that character in the movie. And that's fine. But, <laughs> but it's just like, it's just this side quest to him that, with these guys, seems like it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> uh, Jason Bateman already in this trailer showing his... Uh, amazing hair. Yeah. <laughs> His amazing hair, his uh, great enthusiasm for his characters. Yes. <laughs> I don't so like good. it. So good. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> nah, man. So, um, you ever had a pair of Jordans? Um, I'm sure I've had a lot of pairs of Nikes. Yeah. No, no Air Jordans. I've had one pair of Air Jordans okay. my entire life, man. I've had that, had that work out. I mean, I, my parents said never again. Just you ruin them. <laughs> just get one one good pair and just mess it all up. She's like, she's up. like, we're done here, bro. You're getting PF flyers moving forward. <laughs> all right. When you roll your ankle, you roll your ankle, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Oh, um, boy. I have a I have two buddies of mine I used to work with at Wells, and just sneaker heads, and right. they buy Jordan. They don't buy like people buy and sell. Yeah, yeah. They buy. And they buy and they buy mm. and they put them away. Right. He has an entire closet laid out. Nothing but J's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, if they're kept up, they're not messed up. That's a lot of money. Resell, oh, that's re- like a lot of resale that, that, value. That's a retirement right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's collector stuff. He's like 30, he's probably a little older than me, so he's probably like. 38, 39, something like that. Yeah. And he's been doing this since he was like 15. Oh, wow. So he's got some stuff going on. He's got some stuff going on. Yeah, that's the kind of things where it's like you try to think of, well, why would you want to just buy all those shoes or whatever? It's collector stuff. Yeah. And at some point, they're worth just more and more money. And doesn't, like, put them on. Mm. Does not. Yeah. Them toes don't touch them them shoes. Buys them in his size, yeah, but does not puts them in there. And they're like, it's just at his closet. By the way, is Brandon's closet is is dope. Mm. You walk into a humongous walk-in closet like a bedroom, yeah. And he has like the like like you're at finish line or something, <laughs> where they're on the yeah, shelf. Yeah. They're on like these little like invisible shelves or whatever, oh, man. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, man, collector stuff, but that stuff's. Uh that's a four hundred one. That's a four hundred one k plan, right there, bro. It's a lot, <laughs> lot more money ready to go out than he put into it. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, an investment, I guess. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, I've never. I don't think I've ever owned anything specific like that. Yeah, I'm. Um, I, I as I am getting older, I'm finding myself more of a um, shoe sneaker person. Okay, but I haven't brought myself to be like, yo, there. This is a pair of J's that yeah. I need. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now the ones that I would like are literally the Jordan ones that are in this trailer. I got you. I it's mean, that's, impossible. That's uh, 
That's the Holy Grail. That is the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just watching yeah. Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade <laughs> earlier too. Watching uh, Monty Python in the Holy Grail. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, the Jordan ones are the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, guys. So we will throw this on our socials as well. Uh, what do you guys think of Air? Uh, do you own a pair of Jordans? Do you have a humongous Jordan or any kind of sneaker collection yeah, there? Yeah. Uh, how do you like the team up of uh, Ben and Matt again with Jason and the other crew as well? Mm-hmm. So got a good cast here, guys. Let us know your thoughts. All right, brother. So you uh, you failed the test last week. Mm. See, if you, right. see if you pass the test this week. I did. How many episodes are, are you in? I have caught up. Oh, so you... I've, I've watched the fifth episode. Let's go. Yeah. And Our, it also came out like Friday, too. So yes, it, it did. A lot. <laughs> that I had so much time. <laughs> so much so much more space for <laughs> yeah. activities and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, like, I... Once again, I've played the game, loved the game and everything, um, but you have not. So, five episodes in... Yep. Give me your thoughts. Spoil, 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 spoil. Yeah, I mean, the story that, that's been put out and the way they've done it, I mean, I know it's different from the game because it's always something different, right? Yeah. Um, but what they've led up to and what they've put in these show in these episodes, it's kind of, it's been like a, a story each show, each episode. It's not like... It's not a complete story of these two people. It's like each episode is a story about them and whatever they interact with these people and, and, so, yeah. on and so on. Along their journey, yeah. Yeah. Um, the action, the fights, uh, this episode five, the uh, the horde scene in that one was badass. awesome. Yeah. And then they had like the big boss, the big boss guy come out, which was really awesome. A bloater is what they're called, dude. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, like, <clears throat> there's some u- universal terms. So, there's runners, there's uh, clickers, yeah. and the big baddies are the bloaters. Gotcha. gotcha. The, the, those bad boys have been infected for probably the 20 years Yeah. that we've, uh, <clears throat> you know, that this has been going on. So, so yeah, the interesting story, like, and, and just a good job of intertwining everything, like them coming out the ground, right? We hear that they ran all these things into the ground at some point, and now it's come back to, to bite them in the ass. Um, and which I didn't get earlier in one of the other episodes where the ground, they like went into a room and the ground was like kind of rising yeah. up and down. I wasn't sure exactly what that was. And then it tied and in. And then it tied in back into that happening over here. Yeah. And, um, just leading scene to scene, this whole story, the story of the people that they're meeting and stuff is been pretty intense. Pretty intense show. Yeah, man. So <clears throat> I there's this big debate right now. It's just like, oh well, it's not uh verbatim as the video game. Yeah. If it was verbatim as the video game, this T V series would be like twenty hours long. Right. It's a long video game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and then you... and then like you see like this, this is just things in the video game that you just practically have to do to get from this part of the map to this part of the map. Yeah, right. And you don't want to see Joel find a 
um, try to get Ellie across a waterway. All right, yeah. she doesn't swim. We got to find a way around or do something yeah, yeah. else. You know what I mean? Like, this is an intricate thing. Oh, Joel has to find a ladder. Let's run around till we find a ladder that we have to do <laughs> playing the game, man. Like, yeah, yeah. They have slimmed it down and made it more of a story. Yeah. Took all the video game elements out of there and made it like in a through line story. And they're doing a fantastic job, man. And they're adding so much more. I got, yeah, it's kind of building. Uh, it's been building since we started. Yes, it's to, it's it's adding, it's taking things out of the video game. Then they're like, nope, we're not going to do this. Yeah. But the heart, the soul, and the story, they're keeping that, and they're building a a really lived in, uh, post apocalyptic pandemic type world. Right. Um. And, you know this collapse of society, and this episode, episode five, um, especially was that. Because this town was buck wild. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they uh, introduced that, you know, there are societies out there that are trying to survive, and we're going to meet more of them. By any means necessary, though. Yes, Like, yeah. this is a very controlling faction in this city. Right. And it was... <laughs> I just, I just pray, right, oh <laughs> that, that human, like this, this, what am I trying to say here? This show in the video game shows like the folly of man and that we'll just go back to our animalistic instincts yeah. to survive. Right. And not really help out our fellow man. Right. And that sucks. But also yeah. realistic as well. Yeah, and and that goes within that community. Like, you have kind of the authority party, and then you have everybody underneath them who's basically just kind of living in fear of of them. Yeah. And before, they were living in fear of somebody else. So it's just like a, there's always going to be that kind of alpha situation, and you're not going to get away from it. Not You want to eat. They yeah. have rations and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to yeah. f- figure it out. So, um, <clears throat> and if you need help, don't go in the city. Oh, good God, no. No, nah, you, get, you get killed <laughs> off before you even get in there for anything. <laughs> it's wild, man. Yeah. This is a great show. The story is amazing. Uh, Pedro Pascal can do no wrong in my <laughs> eyes. Uh, but you're also getting like Bella Ramsey. Like, she's young, mm-hmm. but she's, you're, you're seeing, her act as, as Ellie and she brings her own like style and flair to it where you're just like, you fall in love with this little girl. Yeah. Right. This girl is humanity's last hope. Yeah. And she's grown up in this world. So, so fast. Not, and, and, but doesn't have any really knowledge or a little bit of knowledge of what was before. Yeah. Cause she, I mean, she had been born just roughly right after all it went down. Yeah. And that's what's fun, right? Like, she's in the car, and they're, he's like, keep your eye on the map, keep your mind. She's like, this is the second day I've been in the car, man. Calm down. <laughs> uh, it was fun stuff like that, and she was really awesome in the in the uh, the Horde scene. Yeah. That was, I think that was probably the first big 
fun scene for her to yeah. watch. All that action and stuff happening. Yeah. So, uh, guys, are you still uh, rocking with The Last of Us? Um, how do you feel about Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey's performances and them as a, as a team as um, Joel and Ellie? Talk to us. Let us know. Uh, we'll post some stuff about it on our socials, guys. All right, brother, you ready to talk about this week's movie? Yeah, let's jump into it, man. All right. So we got Knock at the Cabin. Uh, this was released this year, like a week ago. Yeah, no. 2023. <laughs> uh, this movie is directed by M. Night Shyamalan and written by M. Night, Steve Desmond, and Michael Sherman. Boy. All right, so for this one, we have a $20 million budget. Uh, so far, we're grossing $36.8 million. Uh, starting this, we have Dave Bautista as Leonard, Jonathan Groff as Eric, Ben Aldridge as Andrew, Nikki Akuma as Sabrina, Kristen Q as Wynn, Abby Quinn as Adrian, Rupert Grint as Redmond, and uh, M. Night Shyamalan was in there as an infomercial host. You know, I did not see that. I was actually inquiring, like, where the hell is that? Yeah. As the movie's wrapping, I'm like, oh, maybe he didn't put himself in there. I just don't it remember was pretty, that. It was pretty fast. It was pretty yeah. fast. Yeah, I really like, seen him in there. Because usually he, like, has the camera on himself for a good beat in every one of his movies, so you know, like, it's him. Yeah, I got you. This, I it totally, just mi- like, totally missed it, yeah. All right, brother, go ahead and give us a quick synopsis of this film so we can jump into it. Uh, we have four four individuals who show up at a cabin where a family is uh, just having a nice vacation. Uh, and apparently they're there to secure a sacrifice to stop the apocalypse. The apocalypse. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into this here, man. And the characters from the top... Let's talk about, um, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the family first? Or you want to talk about the uh, four strangers first? What do you want to do? How? What uh, What order? Let's talk about the family first so we can tee that up for the, uh, okay. for the end of the movie. All right. So we have a couple here. Um, we have a same-sex couple, uh, Eric and Andrew, and they have a adopted daughter, Wynn, and... You get these flashes throughout the entire movie that it's these guys against the world. Yeah. Right? Um, Andrew's family does not approve. Uh, The society society doesn't approve because he gets beat over the head at a bar that they're just trying to have a drink at, right? Um, But you see through these flashbacks, you see through how how they talk to each other, throughout the movie and when they're um you know in the chair next to each other yeah uh these two love each other man oh, yeah. and, it, and it's 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 genuine and they'll do anything for each other man um, i really did appreciate that we have jonathan groff and uh please bring back another season of mind hunters he is fabulous on that show <laughs> um damn it netflix let, let, let's go i uh, love J- jonathan groff uh jonathan groff but he is Eric and I love the the difference between the two, right? He yeah. is scared, he is standoffish, he is fun, 
but he is very like worrisome about everything in life, mm-hmm. right? And then you have Andrew, who is the tougher of the two because of his experiences, right? Right. He, uh, my man can throw some punches. He, he's ready for <laughs> he's it. He's ready, right? He yeah, that was surprising. Has a pistol, knows how to use it. Yeah. Right? Ready to use the steel whenever. Um, <laughs> but you just you just see these two, and they're just so different, but come together and, and love each other and have this family, man. I really did appreciate that. Um, but enough about them, man. The star of this family is Kristen Cole as, as Wynn. Um, I, I just fantastic performance from this little girl, man. Yeah. She definitely stole a show through the whole thing. Uh, just, just cute. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. She looks like she's just, you know, just always so innocent and stuff, yeah. but really she's kind of badass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we go through a lot of things, but I think my favorite is when she's like slipping the knife yeah. to her dad. He was just like, oh, what's happening yeah, here? She's just like <laughs> hanging out, like slipping the knife beside her side in his hands. I was like, oh, shoot, okay. And then, like, <laughs> and then, like had a cue yeah. to basically go berserker mode, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> so good. So good. So, like, that's the makeup of this family who's on vacation in this remote cabin. I, I, just like I told you when we reviewed the trailer, yeah. um, this would never happen to me. Because you would never go out into the woods. Without cell reception. Just to a cabin in the woods? No, never. I mean, that's that was the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen entirely. They'll just add this movie to the list of movies that tell me, nope, bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I like <laughs> put me in the city anytime. So you want to go out to a cabin? I'm good. Good. You guys have fun. Yeah. I will stay in a hotel. Skip it to you now. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. There was a few things that obviously were, were red flags here. Yeah. So we were going into the middle of a cabin or middle of the woods in the cabin. Number one. Number two, you don't bring your pistol inside the house. Yeah. Your, your protection for your family is outside in your truck. Yeah. Away from, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to keep it in a safe, but you keep the safe out in the truck. And then, the, like, the and pistol then, was nothing, not loaded. Nothing's loaded. Everything's just out and about. Like, there's no point in having it. Like, <laughs> don't even bring it. Just leave it home. <laughs> I thought at one point, and we're kind of jumping there, but we'll talk about yeah, the, yeah, uh, get towards me. The, the strangers. <laughs> but I thought at one point that he was just going to throw the bullets. <laughs> like, I was just like. She just like, yeah. break the top off and like blow the <laughs> the gunpowder in their eyes or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah. talk about these uh, four strangers who show up to this cabin with this beautiful family here. Mm-hmm. Started with Dave Batista as, as Leonard, man. And. He's still a huge man. He looked really humongous in that little shirt he was wearing. Just the tightest, just, just the tightest button-up shirt, <laughs> short sleeve so, shirt. He's so gentle. Like, oh my god! Throughout the whole movie, he's like the gentlest person. Yeah, out of everybody, and he's gigantic. He's trying to be as calm and be nice and everything with everybody. Uh. 
But also the scariest one at all of them. Just because just the way, like, he's tatted up. Yeah. And he's, like, he's trying to be, like, a nice guy and look real nice, but he's just, he's just a big, intimidating guy. Naturally. Yeah. I don't know if it's so much scary as it is intimidating. Yeah, just exactly. Just being, being so big and just his look. Uh, but, yeah, just the gentlest guy. This is the whole movie. And, and he was <laughs> the, the leader of these four strangers who show up to their cabin. Um Come to find out that he is a teacher, yeah, and a and a gym coach, and teaches like basketball and stuff to boys and and girls in like middle school or something. So, yeah, um, you know that's that's a kind of another red red flag. Like, hmm, okay, this is what you this is a back this is a lying backstory or is this like what yeah. you do right? And you don't really know until yeah, you're you're either trusting or you're not trusting. Yeah, yeah. And that was the the kind of conflict between Eric and Andrew, right? One of them was not trusting, and the other one was trying to trust them. Yeah. And kind of get where they were coming from. Yes, sir. And then let's move forward here. We have uh, Nikki Amuka Bird as Sabrina, and she is a nurse, but also a part of these four strangers who show up. And I'll put it like this. Yeah, these are four strangers that show up. Uh, Violence and destruction of property happens ASAP. <laughs> so, like, the, yeah. they're come, this teacher and this nurse are coming in peace. Like, yeah. they have an agenda. Oh, yeah. And we're trying to figure that out. As an audience, we're trying to figure that out as we go, go there. Um, she is very interesting character where she brings a, like, as Leonard is that intimidating factor. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, keeps on saying, I'm a nurse, I'm a nurse, I'm a nurse. Like, let yeah. me help you, let me help you. But you just stabbed me. <laughs> right? Like, you just punctured, like, my, like, you just concussed she, me. She was the most violent. As a nurse, yes. Yeah. I mean, as a member of this four-piece yes. crew, she was the most <laughs> this violent. This entourage, yes. <laughs> she did damage. She was the one that did the most damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great. All right. We also have Abby Quinn as Adrian. Uh, she's also a part of this uh, foursome here, this this troop, and she is a short order cook. Yeah. Uh, says that she has a kid, uh, but here. So with these four people, we'll talk about why they're here and kind of unpack a lot in just a few moments here. Uh, Rupert Grant as Redman, kind of the hothead of the group. Yeah. Uh, just kind of wants the reason why they're there explained and just go ahead and let's make it happen. And catches my hands. He <laughs> does. Yo, yo, Andrew, Andrew Molly wops I mean, his dude a few times. Yeah. Some hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He just beat like his dad used to beat him, was what, was what he, he said there. All right, man. Let's yeah. go ahead and reveal why uh, these four strangers show up. <clears throat> so they've had, they all had the same vision. They met at the same exact location that on some bridge. Um, yeah. And the whole thing is they're supposed to uh, take this family and make one of them, make somebody in the family sacrifice 
not sacrifice. The family has to choose as the equals who is going to die to save the world because the apocalypse is coming. Yes. It just got heavy, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where things kind of start hitting the fan. Right, right. You know, we see the family obviously all just loving each other and want to stay safe because they're a unit and they're against the world. Oh, yeah. And each time they're asked, they say no. And then one of these four people, they have to, like, and that was weird. It got weird. Like, they started, like, offing the other person. Right. In a very gruesome way. Yeah, that was the the sacrifice to start the next chapter in the apocalypse. Yes. Um. I don't know how far we want to talk about it, but... Talk about it. They mention uh, the four horsemen, right? Yes. So each of these horsemen is a part of the apocalypse. Yes, the four horsemen of the apocalypse there. Um, So, So as they're sacrificed, because Andrew and Eric won't sacrifice one another, we get the different parts of that. To kind of show that this is this is for real, yo. <clears throat> Which yeah, I mean, it was really hard to get if it was real or not. So, like, if they didn't offer Redman, would would it you know would it have happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what I was. That was something I was curious about. Like, did you have to do this? <laughs> did your <laughs> visions? Did it? It showed you you had to do this. This is mahogany wood floor, dude. Where, 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 we can do this outside, or at least we're going to do it? This is a rental, man. I get my deposit back. <laughs> Definitely not get my deposit back. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those one of those things, right? Yeah. It's like, well, if you don't do it, then what happens, right? Is somebody going to come and make this happen or not? You know, it yeah, literally yeah. could like if it wasn't for them like killing each other, like the four horsemen just dying, 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 and yeah. dying. Um, th- th- we all just could have been chilling at the cabin together. Yeah, everybody's hanging out. Let's go. Let's get in the lake, guys. <laughs> Everybody in the lake. Uh, but that's what yeah. makes it, it weird, man. Um, and that's kind of like how the story kind of unfolds itself. Right. Where this family has to make a decision. If they don't make a decision, then the four horsemen or these four strangers or whatever uh, have to sacrifice one of themselves to show, to bring the plagues on. And it just kind of a keeps on going thing. And, yeah. the, and the, the different plagues uh, get more intense every single time somebody, one of these four horsemen right. dies. Um that's the movie, guys. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, it was it was really hard to tell through the whole thing, like who to trust, who's lying, who's not lying. You know, is this real or not? Because some of the stuff was like coming up like pre-recorded things on the TV, stuff yeah. like that. So there were little things in there that kind of threw you off and made you made you wonder. You know. Are these guys for real? Are they just crazy? So in the, the, in the in the I mean, it does because you want to find out, but I feel like when you find out, you're like, huh, 
Okay. But that's what M. Knight does best, man. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. that's exactly what he, he does best there. Let's jump over here to the uh, sets and the music here. We have this this cabin in the middle of the woods that I would never go, go to. Yep. So I don't like this scene oh. set at all. Pass. I, I would not go and then uh, especially leave my pistol in the car. No, God, good gosh, no. Yes, like not at all. never. It would probably never um, leave my side. I keep that nine on me, bro. Shower gun. Station. <laughs> I got the shower beer on my <laughs> left hand. I got the shower gun on my right hand. Who wants to party, oh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, the, the, it's this this beautiful woods cabin. You know, I love the close-ups of when, when she's uh, collecting the yeah. grasshoppers and naming them and everything and... Um, you know, it, it does look beautiful out there, just not a place I would ever go to. Um, <laughs> uh, agreed. <laughs> and then we have uh the the music, man. The music was was very intense at times. Yep. I, what it matched up with is just like, yep, all right, something bad is going to happen. Like yeah. it was almost telling, right before yeah. it even happens, where. Typically in M. Night movies, you don't know what's going to happen next, but this was very formulaic. After the first time, it's very formulaic, right? And you're like, oh, okay. Um, Well, here we go again. It's got to happen again. Got to happen again. And it got to happen again. Four times. All right, here we go. Um, Where we kind of watch it. Uh, Very very boring with the music. Definitely could have done better in my eyes to kind of keep us guessing there. Yeah, because there wasn't much happening in the movie visually, oh. um, other than a few scenes where they're showing kind of the apocalyptic stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, other than that, you're just in the cabin. You're just in the cabin. There's some fighting, some stabbing, <laughs> stuff like that. Um. All right, so I kind of have a quick theme for this, man. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but... Uh, what would you do for your family in a situation like this? Right. It's not even a good theme. Like, I don't know why, what this was really like. I, I, I get, I get the reason the filmmakers wanted to make this movie. Yeah. Um, but it's really self. It's understood. It's understood that you would be like Eric and Andrew and when and you would do everything in your power to protect your family, yeah, your loved, even if what you're seeing on the, the television, yeah, you know what I mean, like, and that's so it's just like, why, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody would do anything much different than what happened, yeah, other than what happened at the very end. I don't know if that's something that <laughs> anybody would really do, but uh. I mean, the actions through the movie make sense. Exactly. So, you know, like, if you watch really good, amazing movies and you see a choice that the main character, the protagonist, has to make, right? And they make a choice and the movie continues in that direction, right? Right. But what you can see the protagonist making another choice and being like, that would make sense if this person did, did this. Yeah. Um... This one, there really was no choice. Like, <laughs> it, there was a choice, but there really was not. Yeah, it was like a, a timing, timing thing. I mean, at yeah. the end, at the end, there's no choice. Yeah. Well, 
there's always a choice, but you know, it wasn't an easy one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly there. So All right, team. So that's our uh, quick conversation about knock at the cabin. JV. Yes, sir. Talk to me, brother. How many buckets of popcorn? What are your thoughts on this movie? You know, I think this is probably, for me, and the movies I enjoy, this is probably going to be a two buckets of popcorn. Uh, it just, it was so repetitive. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, kind of got born there in the middle. Very repetitive. And they, the film hid so much from you, like, like you didn't see really any of the violence. There was a lot of cut scenes that cut a lot of things out, which sometimes works fine. Yeah. But this whole movie was like that. It was, you know, at the end of it, it's like, all right, well, there was some cool scenes, a few of them, but yeah. So two buckets for me, uh, the actors are obviously uh, did a great job as far as that's concerned and their parts in the movie. But as a whole, it's a, it's an okay watch. But I'm not going to you know, go back for it. Or like that. You're not going to be in, in the theater tomorrow <laughs> on your day off. I hear you. Uh, what about you, man? Um, Very strong cast, man. Even yes. down to like uh, Abby Quinn as Adrian and Rupert Grin as, as Redman. Um, like, you know, top to bottom, just a great cast of characters. And for what they had to do with this script, like, they delivered. Yeah. Um, and they played it straight, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... You didn't see, like, any camp at all, and even through this crazy idea um, of a film, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, they, like, even to Dave Bautista, like, even though he's humongous, right, he just played, like, the softest character ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, to the best of his ability there, so... Uh, that's the highlight of the movie. The, exactly. the low the low parts of the movie, right? The low lights are the fact that you're it's twenty twenty three and you're in a cabin in the middle of nowhere with no cell reception. Two, you don't have your gun on you. Three, why is your daughter so far out there in the beginning of the movie away from the damn cabin <laughs> in the <laughs> And y'all are just chilling on the back. Yeah, she's talking to strangers. Talking like, to strangers, right? And yeah. they know all about you already. Um, this this movie gets one, <laughs> one oh, no. bucket from me, man. Mm. I, you know, as, as as moviegoers, we're doing this long enough where we try to take something good out of it. The actors, yeah, yeah. yes, everything else, just pointless. Yeah. And then when it came to find out, is just like, oh. This is like a uh, Revelations movie. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Okay, this is the book of Revelations that we're laying out right here. Oh, what? Yeah. Like, timely movies and, like, when we need, when, like, the world needs a movie. Well, the world the world is messed up without this movie, okay? We don't <laughs> need this movie yeah, yeah. to help, <laughs> to be like, you know what? This is, this is what the world needs right now. Yeah, yeah. It just I, didn't yeah. hit at all at any cylinder for me here, so. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> all 
All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Knock at the Cabin. Next week, we will be discussing Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. That's playing in a theater near you. Like always, I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J 8200 Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.